Hi, this is Mary Colbert. Welcome to Dr. Don Colbert's Divine Health Podcast. Hey there, I'm Dr. Colbert. And Mary, I'm excited about what we're talking about today. Don, I got to tell you, and I just want the people to buckle up because just I won't steal your thunder, I promise. But you were sharing a couple of informations with me this morning. And I mean, I thought, I've never heard this. These are little nuggets that most people don't know. In fact, it's just so such good practical nutritional and dietary information that we need to know and that we can use to protect ourselves from these diseases, especially from diverticular disease, which is diverticulosis and diverticulitis. So It really is true that what you don't know is what's killing you. And it's really good to obtain as much knowledge as you can and your loved ones. That's why it's important for you. Please do not just be selfish with this podcast. It's free. Share it with your friends, your families, and loved ones. They need to learn these things and these truths, too. So please be generous with your sharing. So, Don, let's go. Well, first of all, Mary, let's talk about diverticular disease. If you are anywhere from 45 and older, you should have a colonoscopy. They had to decrease the age to have colonoscopies because we're so seeing so much colon cancer. Don, that is just So it used startling. to be 50 and above every 10 years wow. after 50. Now they're saying 45 and above. Jeez. And every 10 years, unless you have a polyp, then you need to see have another uh, colonoscopy in three to five years. So again, what diverticular disease are simply little pouches or little diverticula that occur in the intestines, usually in the sigmoid colon, which is the last part before it goes into the rectum. And it occurs mainly from constipation. Straining. Straining. It just is kind of like, you know, how you get a knot on a tire. I used to have a knot on the tire and every time I We'd roll over that knot. You'd feel the bump. You know. Yeah. Well, these are like little bumps or little uh, pouches that line your colon, little minor, small herniations throughout your, usually the sigmoid colon, the last part of the colon. And so, again, what happens, a constipation causes increased abdominal pressure, and then it literally forms these little herniations throughout the, uh, the wall of the lower colon, especially in the sigmoid colon. But that's all that is. Now, the problem occurs is when these pouches become inflamed or infected. You see, sometimes those pouches are open, and so sometimes what happens is something obstructs it. It may be a popcorn, a seed, a nut, a grain. It may be millet. Sometimes millet's one of the things that can obstruct it. And what happens is then it literally becomes, gets infected. And diverticulosis is where there's no inflammation or infection present. Uh, but then diverticulitis is when you have inflammation and usually infection, and you have microscopic uh, perforations or little holes in the intestinal wall that can occur from diverticulitis. That's the serious one. Now, 60%, Mary, of people that are age 60 and over have diverticula. Did you hear me? I did. 60%. I did. That's crazy. And so I always look at these reports, and almost everyone I see that's had a colonoscopy, they have a note, oh, you know, a few scattered diverticula in the sigmoid colon. And if it's just few, that's not so bad. But if they have lots, and I have one patient that literally had 
diverticula throughout her entire colon, and there were large diverticula, and she was afraid to ever eat popcorn seeds or nuts for the rest of her life because she had so many diverticula. The doctor scared her. But diverticulitis is the one we're concerned about. And again, we're definitely concerned about diverticulosis. And so we got to talk about, first, how to recognize it through the colonoscopy. Second, how to prevent further formation of diverticuli. And third, how to prevent diverticulitis. You do not want diverticulitis. That, that can end you up in the hospital. A friend of mine who's a doctor is in his early 40s. Mm-hmm. He was hospitalized about two and a half weeks ago with severe diverticulitis. He actually, it ruptured, uh, the diverticula perforated into his colon, or excuse me, into his peritoneum, and he had air in his, in his abdomen, and they wanted to do emergency surgery. Mm. Luckily, he had an infectious disease specialist that said, hold off unless you treat this with IV antibiotics, which they did, and put him on, took him off all fluids and just gave him IV fluids, which you have to do with diverticulitis. He had a severe case, but the, he could have died from that. But fortunately, he, I checked on him daily, and he's out of the hospital now. But he is doing wonderful. But literally, this can kill you. Lost, but he could have lost a lot of his. Mary, he was he had perforated his colon, and he was septic. Oh, he was sick. His Lord. fever went to 105. Wow. So this is serious, and so diverticulitis is extremely serious. Now you say, well, how do I know if I have diverticulitis? That's the one I'm concerned about because what happens is usually you have a fever and you have left lower quadrant pain or left lower abdominal pain, and it almost feels like appendicitis. So people will... But it's on the opposite side. It's on the opposite side of appendicitis. Appendicitis is on the right side at McBurney's Point, which is right between the umbilicus and the anterior superior iliac crest, or the little hip bone there. Don, you're talking about... I know, but I'm explaining where it is. (laughs) I know, but then... Get your diverticulitis. (laughs) No, diverticulitis is on the opposite side, on the left side. And that's, all, that's where the sigmoid colon is. Almost always it's right there in the sigmoid colon. It hurts like the dickens. You get severe abdominal pain, usually worse after a meal. If they eat a lot of fiber, it gets really bad. See, if you have diverticulitis, you don't want to be taking fiber then. You want to be taking clear liquids, and we'll be talking about that later. Uh, some people will have bleeding, rectal bleeding. They'll have fever, nausea, vomiting gas and bloating, they just feel terrible. But then when it perforates, if you do get perforation, then all of a sudden you get severe, sudden abdominal pain, severe muscle spasms, guarding where you can't even let anyone touch your abdomen. And that's a sign that you've got a serious case. And please get to the the ER ASAP. Yeah. Because yeah. you need IV antibiotics if you have that, because you perforated that diverticulum, it's perforated, and you are in trouble because that bacteria is going right into your abdomen. Now, and that can go to sepsis, which is life-threatening, which my friend had sepsis, and he was literally, he could have died, but praise God, he, he came through it good. But here's what causes it. What causes it is simply aging. As we age, just like an old tire, it starts to form those little knots on the tire, you know, little her- micro herniations or little uh, small herniations that line the tire, like little knots that occur. And then also the movement of waste through the colon. If you're constipated, the colon has to undergo much more pressure in order to expel the waste. That excess pressure then causes and creates those little micro herniations that get larger and larger and form those little diverticula. We call them in medical terms ticks. Oh, they got ticks. They're not ticks like deer ticks with Lyme. (laughs) These are ticks of diverticulosis, okay? 
And then other things that cause it are changes in the pressure because as that, as that stool gets constipated, your, your bowels have to increase pressure to propel it through there. So that increased pressure little creates those little herniations or little diverticuli and then a low fiber diet. The key is staying regular, keep avoiding constipation. And then there's so many medicines, too, that trigger it. But to, to do that, our fiber... Mary, th- that's exactly it's right. It's the best thing for prevention. It's, uh, it's so simple. Three things you need to know. Yeah. Number one, fiber. And I, don't, I tell patients, I don't care what fiber you have. Now, the best is, I believe, our fiber zone because it's, you know, berry-flavored. It tastes good, and patients love it. But you just 18 got it. and over? Oh, absolutely. I would recommend it absolutely for everyone. But what happens, the average American only gets about 15 grams of fiber, and we need between 25 and 35 grams of fiber a day. Fiber is the key to prevent diverticulosis and is the key to prevent diverticulitis if you do have diverticulosis. So fiber is the whole key for everything. The other thing to prevent constipation, water, water, water. I didn't say soda. I didn't say juice. I didn't say milk. I said water. How much water? At least six to eight, eight ounce glasses a day. And that would be sufficient for most. And the third thing is magnesium. Mary, so many people are deficient in magnesium. You say, how do I know if I'm deficient? Real simple. You'll start to get uh, muscle cramps and muscle aches, especially in your calves and especially in the evening, and eye twitches. Now, Mary, you can relate to that because I have her own magnesium. She takes our chelated magnesium, too, every evening, and she sleeps like a baby, and the cramps, yeah, no cramps. I mean, I literally would wake up in the middle of the night with where I had stretched, and, I, and then <laughs> Charlie when Horse. you stretch, that cramping right. starts hitting your feet and your, your ankles, and I couldn't believe it, and it interrupts your sleep. I have to get out of bed and walk on it to stop the cramping, and then you said, Mary, you're under a lot of stress. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> and you, when you're under a lot of stress, you burn up your magnesium. So I, I Some eat people nuts. do, not everyone. I, I eat a lot of nuts. But, and, yeah, but nuts not are high in nut. magnesium. Right. But again, right. if you have a lot of diverticulosis, too many nuts, See? not chewed properly, well, I don't can have get caught in there. Diverticulitis or anything, but I just didn't eat. I, right. I did eat some. So since I have been doing these chelated magnesium, done, right. gone. But the fiber done. too. You take the fiber. Have normal size, normal caliber bowel movements, not little tiny rabbit pellets like some people have. And those are a surefire sign that you're going to have diverticulosis. You have those little pellets like rabbits have, but much bigger, okay, then you, you're constipated and you're going to have increased pressure and you're going to have problems with diverticulosis. So you got to get fiber, you got to get water, you got to get magnesium, those three things. Now, really important. And you know what, while you're on that, if yeah. I may, just for a moment, we know a lady who was straining so hard in a bowel movement, she suffered a massive stroke. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And ended up in the hospital. So you may not get diverticulitis you oh, know yeah. and she was 50 years old right it was just from straining on the toilet but exactly too hard. but mary and she so, had a massive stroke but there's so many meds that cause constipation like especially any kind of narcotic med for pain like uh, so many people are on these chronic pain meds for chronic pain and mm-hmm. that's a surefire way to get constipation diverticulosis there's so many meds that just slow down the uh, movement of the stool 
uh, like anticholinergic antihistamine meds, which are in, which are just antispasmodics they use. They also use anticholinergics for um, leaky bladders in women. There's all kind of different antihistamines, too, that can slow it down. So there's lots of medicines that can tr- contribute to constipation, is what I'm saying. Now, Don, one of the factoids that you shared with me this morning, which blew me out of the chair, was everyone over 60? No, 60% of people over oh. 60 have diverticulosis. Those That's pouches it. are there. They have these pouches. 60%. 60%. That's Over 60. epidemic, absolutely, which is crazy, uh, which means that's why you want to know I if mean, you have it. You let's probably start, have it if you're over mo- 60. Most people most do. Likely. Yeah. Most likely you do. And so that's why you need to start your fiber, your water, your exercise, getting your weight down, and, and your magnesium. And then another thing that decreases straining is the little squatty potty, Mary. And uh, the squatty potty, you say, what on earth is a squatty potty? A squatty potty is a little uh, stool that you get at Bed Bath & Beyond that you put next to the toilet. It has a little indention where it literally goes right next to the potty or toilet. And then you put your feet on this little teeny stool. It creates the perfect angle so that you have normal, easy bowel movements. See, man was made to squat squat in the woods and use the bathroom. And now we sit like we're sitting in a chair, but that by simply squatting and giving that squatting uh, feeling to yeah. your body by lifting up the legs, like in a squat, it puts the that uh, it takes the pressure off and it literally eases it. Makes, it's, it's like a straight shoot for the for the feces to come out, Mary. And it in other words, it's got to go through all of these. Uh, the body, the two nervous systems have to relax, and it's just much more difficult without using the squatty potty for a lot of my patients. Listen, they just sold out of squatty potty. They did. Bed, You're right. <laughs> well, you can get them online, folks. Okay. I'm kidding. But the key is also, Mary, real important is a high-fiber diet, and uh, we need to increase our fiber. Like I say, the average person takes about 15 grams of fiber a day. We need 25 to 35. Women need 25. Men need 35 grams of fiber a day. And so, again, the foods that are high in fiber are beans and peas and lentils, but not baked beans. That's high in sugar. So I tell people, get your black beans, your red beans, your pinto beans, your lentils, your black-eyed peas. I like black beans and and I love the uh, onions cut up with them. Now, if you say, I get gas, all you do is pressure cook them seven and a half minutes, and it destroys the lectins, so most people don't get gas after that. Other foods that are high in uh, fiber are just brown or wild rice. Those are more gut-friendly than the gluten foods. And, yes, you say it was too many carbs. Well, I'm not saying eat a ton of rice, just a little bit, you know, a quarter to a half cup at times, especially for the fiber benefits. And then fruits like apples and uh, berries, but now be cautious if you have diverticulosis with blackberries. They have those larger seeds that can get caught in those diverticuli. Ooh, good point. And then other veggies are high in fiber. Broccoli. I have broccoli almost every day. Carrots are good. All your cruciferous veggies, which are um, cauliflower, uh, asparagus is good. You know, so again, the key is eating more veggies. And then taking a supplement, either psyllium husk powder, which I love. Now, some women take flax seeds ground up, which are good. Don't take the flax seeds, but grind the flax seeds. And also, my favorite is our fiber zone, which contains the prebiotics with the psyllium husk powder, 
which really uh, moves the stool out and decreases your chances of diverticulitis dramatically. So it's, again, just using these simple little things will protect you tremendously. Other meds can contribute to diverticulosis, including non-steroidal anti-inflammatory meds. If you use a lot of Advil, Aleve, or if you use corticosteroids, they'll weaken that wall of the sigmoid colon predisposing you to these diverticuli. So what do you do? Number one, you want to eat a high-fiber diet, 25 for, uh, grams a day for women, 35 for men, or around that, which means a lot of veggies. You say, how do I learn more? My book, Beyond Keto, Using More of the Mediterranean Diet, is the perfect diet to prevent diverticulosis and diverticulitis. And a lot of other things. Oh, absolutely, but they are the best preventive. Mm -hmm. Now, also red meat. For some reason, red meat is one of the main triggers because it's so constipating. So many people are eating burgers Mm -hmm. and steaks and, uh, you know, brisket and things like that. Red meat really slows down the transit time of the bowel, which contributes to constipation and diverticulosis and diverticulitis. And avoid foods that can block the opening of the diverticuli. That's that excessive amount of popcorn, seeds, and nuts, and sometimes millet, and sometimes berries, and sometimes corn. And then the key that really helps is exercise. Exercising is so good for your body, but also for your colon. And so, again, if you... The elliptical machine is really good because or walking upstairs. Sure. That movement, or, you know, and if you can't do that, walking. The walking movement is just, that's what he means, because it causes that movement within your intestines by just walking. Absolutely right. So everybody should get out and walk. Now, if a person has diverticulitis, totally different story. When you, if you, now, diverticulitis is the fever, the pain, the uh, bad boy. Yeah, you can't really uh, eliminate your stool as well. It's real uncomfortable. It really hurts. You get the nausea, the vomiting. It's that like it's the left side appendicitis type pain. That's and, emergency. And you need stuff. to get to the ER, and yeah. you need to get on antibiotics. They usually that is not something you can heal yourself. Right. So again, a lot of people they have a smoldering diverticulitis, and they can treat it naturally too if you know what to look for. But the big thing you want to do is do not go on a high-fiber diet if you have those symptoms. You want to be on a clear liquid diet. Yeah, it's like sandpaper, you said, going across when you do fiber and you have it and it's inflamed. Oh, yeah. It's like sandpaper going across those openings and you'll irritate it worse. Right. So that's why you have to stay away from the fiber. Right. You want to be on a liquid diet if you have diverticulitis, and that includes just uh, soup broths, clear juices, like uh, apple juice or cranberry juice. Avoid orange juice, especially any juices with pulp. You gotta avoid all fiber if you have diverticulitis. Also some popsicles, you can get these popsicles that are low sugar, that are made with juices that do not have the pulp in them or they have electrolytes. And then Jell-O is good, but because you need to eat something, see, that is considered a clear liquid. You do not want to be eating food. You do not want to be eating rice and chicken and all that. It'll make it worse. No milkshake. No, 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 no. Milk. You do not want milk. And uh, then once you go back to eating solid food, you do that for a few days until your uh, GI tract settles down. But also when you have that early mild, I want to emphasize mild diverticulitis, you take natural antibiotics. So I want to talk about some of these natural antibiotics that work similar to the antibiotics, but they don't have the terrible side effects of antibiotics. 
See, if you have diverticulitis, you go to the ER, they're going to put you on most likely flagyl, which is metronidazole, which is a strong antibiotic, along with Cepro or Leviquin. Those are usually standard of care. But that'll save your life. It'll save your life. If you have it severe, do it. But if you have mild diverticulitis and it's not bad, you simply go to a clear liquid diet and you take grapefruit seed extract. You can get it at the health food store. And grapefruit seed extract, you take 10 to 15 drops and on four ounces of water three times a day. It kills the bad bacteria. It's a natural wow. antibiotic, Mary. Wow. It works amazing. It's real cheap. You can get it at most any health food store or online. Some people just carry it in their medicine cabinet. I have them if they have, have patients that have recurrent diverticulitis. So they have their little bottle of grapefruit seed extract, and they put 10 or 15 drops in four ounces of water, do it three times a day. And it literally kills the bad bacteria. Well, and, and you also put them on a probiotic. I put them on our uh, Beyond Biotic and our Biospora and uh, one or two a day in the morning. Would the grapefruit juice no, do the work. same thing? No, it won't work. Oh, okay. This is super concentrated grapefruit okay. seed. It's from the seed of the grapefruit. Uh, okay. This okay. stuff is so strong, Mary. It's an it has antibacterial properties, and it kills those bad bugs that are... Uh, triggering the infection that's in that, that diverticulum. So it works amazing. Wow. The other thing that works really good for a lot of my patients is oregano, oil of oregano, and that's also a natural antibiotic. And you use about 100 milligrams, but you can go up to 200 if you need to, three times a day. And I have a really good one I get from Biotics Research called ADP, and my patients love it. And you just take two tabs three times a day. And it smells like a, a pizza and a pill. <laughs> That's what they call it. Pizza and a pill. I, they say, I love that supplement because it, it makes me think I'm, I'm uh, consuming a pizza. When I open the bottle, it smells like a pizza, they say, that oregano in there. The other uh, nutrient, or I should say supplement, that kills the bad bacteria associated with diverticulitis in many is berberine. Berberine is also used for diabetes, but it also helps kill the bad bugs in the gut. 500 milligrams three times a day. And another uh, supplement. Where do you get that? You can get one? that at any health food store. Okay. My favorite is grapefruit seed extract and then oregano, but also berberine works. But I can tell okay. if someone, I have, all, I have these at my office, I can tell which one works the best. And I usually start with the grapefruit seed extract. Also, silver biotic is a, not a colloidal silver, it's just a nanonized silver. And some people take two tablespoons twice a day at the beginning of a diverticulitis attack, and that also helps. Let's a lot. emphasize not. Not, not colloidal silver. Not. No, no, no. I don't <laughs> okay. like colloidal silver. Right. But again, my favorites are the grapefruit seed extract and the oregano and then the berberine. Now, also certain herbs soothe the lining of the gut. They're called mucilage herbs. When the gut's all inflamed, this is like a healing balm to the lining of the gut. And this includes especially the herb slippery elm, like the elm tree, and marshmallow, not the marshmallow that you do schmores, but it's the marshmallow herb, okay? It's mucilage, which literally soothes and heals the lining wow. of the gut. They have, a, they have an herb called marshmallow? Yeah, absolutely, and you'll find That's it in the health food store. But okay. it's really good for the intestines if it's irritated. And then uh, a few other things, hemp oil. Hemp oil calms and soothes the gut. We have a wonderful mm -hmm. hemp oil. 
or on and, our website, right, yes. and or CBD oil. They they help to relax the gut, calm Christians the gut. Christians don't so like CBD. Can, right, I like they the hemp like better. And then the other thing for mild diverticulosis that really helps with the inflammation are two herbs that I use a lot every day in my practice is curcumin and boswellia. I use these for arthritis, but they're also really good for diverticulitis for the inflammatory component. And for the curcumin, it's 500 to 1,000 milligrams twice a day. And Boswellia, we use the AKBA, 100 milligrams, one twice a day. And that really helps a lot. But the key for diverticulitis is prevention, and that's fiber to prevent it. Now, if you get diverticulitis, do not be taking fiber. You want to take mainly the, the grapefruit seed extract, the probiotic. You want to take your water. You want to be on clear a clear liquid. liquid diet. And then some of these herbs, like I say, my favorite is the grapefruit seed extract or the oregano. But also, some people need that curcumin boswellia. But that's the key. And now the prevention, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, guys. If you have diverticulosis, stay on the fiber, 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 water, and magnesium. And then be cautious with popcorn, seeds, and nuts, and corn. And certain berries, like blackberries, it's got those larger seeds. And millet, okay, or anything with seeds, even sesame seeds. I've had patients go out and eat sesame seed buns. They get those little sesame seeds caught in, those, caught in the diverticuli, and it triggers it sometimes. But if you get it, like I say, this will squash it. It'll quench it. The grapefruit seed extract, the oregano, and the liquid diet, and the probiotic for most. Okay, now the other thing to prevent diverticulitis is a squatty potty. Just you can go to online and get one or Bed Bath & Beyond. Water is important. Magnesium is, is important. But most important, have one or more bowel movements a day. Now, there's a simple supplement that I call it the most important supplement. It's important that it actually influences over 900 genes in our body. But this one supplement helps to prevent diverticulitis. In a study, it showed, and that supplement is vitamin D3. So wow. if your vitamin D3 levels are, are normal or higher normal, which it, is, which should be ideally 50 to 80, then you have much less risk of developing diverticulitis. So vitamin D is wonderful for the immune system. And if you get the diverticulitis, it's not the severe kind that puts you in the hospital. So please take your vitamin D because that's one of the best. Now, Not just vitamin D, vitamin D3. D3. Yeah, D3 is the best. D2 is what doctors prescribe. They give you that massive dose, 50,000 units of D2. It's not near as good as the D3. Now, also, what a lot of patients do if they do have severe diverticulitis and end up in the hospital, there are there is a medicine that's called... Uh, Mesalamine, which is pentassa or acicol, we've been using that for decades to treat Crohn's and colitis. But they have also shown that, that it's a, it's, what it's made of is it's amino salicylate med or a, like an aspirin type med. But it really decreases inflammation in the colon and helps a lot of patients with chronic diverticulitis. And uh, yes, it is a medicine. You'll need to get it from your doctor, but a lot of doctors aren't familiar with it. And it's been around for years. It's really mild on the system. And uh, the dose is typically, um, you know, like 2.4 grams a day. It's like three tabs twice a day, three or four tabs twice a day. But it works really good for those with chronic diverticulitis. So there's, we just got little nuggets that work best. But like I say, the key is in prevention. Get your colonoscopy. Get, the colonoscopy is, Very the, good. is the key, especially 
done at 45, and then let's take a proactive approach. Let's get on the fiber. We happen to have one of the best-tasting fibers out there and one of the healthiest ones. Get on a probiotic. The probiotic and the fiber are the key, but also the magnesium and the water. And then be careful, cautious with popcorn seeds and nuts. Now, a lot of doctors say that don't matter. I have seen so many hundreds of patients where it's the popcorn, the seed, or the nut, one of those that's triggered mm. it. So if you have diverticulosis and you are prone to it, you want to get on this preventive program and just limit that, popcorn seeds and nuts, or avoid them. So it's real simple. Well, I tell you what, this has been good, full of great information. He's trying to condense it down so that you can listen to it in 30 minutes. Be, be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family and go to drcolbert.com and get a hold of some of our products. Uh, when you order our products and not something else from Amazon or someone else, you're partnering with us and we appreciate that. It helps us do what we do and we really appreciate our partners. And one more thought. Well, no, just the Beyond Biotics is the healthy Mediterranean diet with high fiber that protects you. The supplements that we have that would help you prevent this, number one, Fiber Zone, number two, Beyond Biotics. Those Actually, two. we have a commercial running on television showing Dr. Colbert on those products, promoting it because he believes in them so strongly. And I also have a whole section on this in my book, uh, The Gut Zone. That I wrote right. a couple of years ago. So get this information, pass it on, and we love you and thank you. Pray for us as we get the message out. To get the message <laughs> Amen. out. Want to help people and prevent this. Feel free this. to call the office and let Linda know um, what topics you'd like us to, to talk about in the future. Because we're going to cover everything. We're going to cover everything. Absolutely. We're going to give you natural treatments, natural supplements, and a natural diet in order to prevent and treat most every disease. Yep. So God bless you. And we pray for you. And we pray that you walk in divine health. Amen. God bless you.